Sav here with an editor's note. We were able to get Purple Shampoo up on Spotify. So if you're listening now on YouTube just by default and you've wanted to listen to it on Spotify, you can now go on Spotify and type in Purple Shampoo Podcast and it'll come up. Episodes two and three are on there. We will see you guys every Sunday from now on. Um, if for some reason we're skipping a week, we'll let you know beforehand. Um, we're going to start you know, producing more content for the Purple Shampoo Pod TikTok. Enough of the boring stuff. Let's hop into some fun shit. What's going on this week, Seth? Um, well, first we want to talk about the musician slash magician that we met at a bar. Okay. So let me let me set this up. We go out on Friday night. Was that Friday? Yeah. Okay. We go out on Friday night. It was me, Macy, Sunny, and Pam. Pam, bless her heart, got sick. Yeah. And so then it was just me, Macy, and Sunny. And Macy dragged me to this weird bar. It's a little hole in the wall. It was, it, the vibe was weird. It wasn't as weird when we went the other day. <laughs> but this day, it was weird. I felt like I was in, like, Twilight Zone or something. <laughs> just a very interesting crowd. Can't really pinpoint, like, the type of person you would find there. Because it was a lot of, like liberal looking men in like Doc Martens and trench coats. Oh. It's was... a cute bar though. Like I feel like the vibes, especially like on like a Sunday, like when we went back on Sunday, I feel like they were good. There was a guy drinking a beer reading a book. That's good. Do that at home. Well, he didn't want to. He wanted to drink a little craft beer. Yeah, now I'm talking shit about him because that was weird. <laughs> okay. No, I just, I don't really get that. Do you get drunk and read? Sometimes I do that in the bath with, like, three, four bottles of wine. I'll drink, I'll drink, like, a couple glasses of wine and read, but that's more so, like, to, like, wind me down kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to go out to a bar and read a book and get drunk. I don't know. I was vibing I, with him. He was vibing with me. He supported my dreams. No, oh, I'm sorry. I was talking about another guy oh. at the bar. Oh. I didn't even realize that man was, was drinking a beer and reading a book. <laughs> I was talking about the guy sitting at the bar. Yeah, okay. I don't know. This, this, yeah, this place was very, it was giving, like, I would be at, a, I would be at Starbucks, but I want to smoke a cigarette, so mm -hmm. I'm here. <laughs> so that was the vibe of the bar. We get there, and it's just me, Macy, and Sunny, we're just chatting. Um, one of Sunny's friends from work showed up, Michael, which Michael's birthday was the other day. Oh. Yeah, it was, and I adore him. I adore him. And this guy comes up. He's standing, like, 6'5", 
very much Doc Martens in a trench coat vibe. And Wait, are we not going to talk about the man that met us at the table before that? That mansplained French to you? I didn't know if I could really talk about that. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to give personal intimate details, but we can say that someone that we know, or that Sunny knows, and I know from Sunny's a Sunny's roommate's life, ex-boyfriend is who it was. Yeah. It was Sunny's roommate's ex-boyfriend came up to the table. <laughs> First of all, y'all, he starts off so with, I quit my plant job. And now I work for a gardener. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, do That's, what you want. Yeah. No, he, when you're talking, when you know this information's going to get back to your ex-girlfriend, don't include that you're making $12 an hour. <laughs> and there's nothing wrong, there's nothing wrong with making $12 an hour. It's just that he went from being like an engineer Y'all, at like NASA or something. Six figures. And now he's like an aspiring botanist. <laughs> And, like, chase your dreams, bro, but, like, don't tell your, like, ex-girlfriend's friend that you're out here, like, just barebacking the world. You know what I mean? Like, if I were, if I knew that, like, information, if I'm talking to, like, my ex's friend, I'm going to be like, yeah, I'm, like, running for mayor, and, like, things are going really good, and, like, I'm in a great relationship. And I think he kind of caught that vibe for a second, Mm -hmm. because he was like, oh, yeah, I'm really happy, like, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. And then Sonny was like, good, good for you. And then he was like, yeah. But I, I think about, insert roommate's name here, all the time. Yeah. Like, no, you fumbled. <laughs> then he started, like, mansplaining French to me. I think he was on drugs. I really do. Well, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. What drugs? I don't know. He did, like, trip a little bit when he got up. Yeah. And that gave me the ick. Yeah. It was a weird interaction. I don't talk to white men a lot. <laughs> and I was telling Sunny this. I was like, I don't talk to white men a lot, and I don't think that I'll be frequenting white men anymore now. That's exactly how I would expect a conversation with a white man to go. I'm, I'm like making I'm, $12 an hour. You say the word like, <laughs> I don't even know what word I said that he felt so inclined to be like, that's actually not how you say that. <laughs> you I was talking to Pam the next day about the fact that we ran into him and she goes, oh yeah, I went to brunch with him and the roommate one time and he told me that um, I only got my job because I was a Hispanic woman, that there was probably somebody more qualified than me, but because I was a Hispanic woman, they hired me. How dare he? Yeah. Well, yeah. look at that. Do you think he's getting any advances at the landscaping? <laughs> because he's the a white man. The greenhouse that he's working at because he's a white man? Yeah. Um, yeah, he also tried to mansplain, like, Houston geography mm-hmm. and, like, Fourth Ward. And he was like, well, yeah, it used to be a black community, but they gentrified it. Like, okay. It was interesting, for sure. Yeah. So, so he gets up and leaves But I just want to say, yeah, that's the type of bar that you would find him at. Like, what a weird, I'm just saying, what a weird place. Listen, I like that place. Do you think he did ketamine in the bathroom? Probably. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, the answer is not no. I digress. So, so this guy comes up to the table. After said man that we were talking about prior left. Yeah, and he's, like, he's, like, looking around. Like, looking, like, scuffing his little shoes in the dirt. His little shoes. And I'm, like, first of all, I know Macy thinks he's hot. <laughs> Second of all, let me, like, buff her here. So that Macy doesn't say, I like your fit. You look like Jack Harlow. You're giving Jack Harlow vibes. <laughs> 
the truth. Well, because you think he knows who Jack Harlow is? No. He'd be like, I love that author. <laughs> this guy is giving peak, like, English professor vibes. Oh, it was so good. So, he's, like, digging around in the dirt, kind of, with his foot. And I'm like, are you looking for something? And he's like, Ugh, well, but, yeah, but don't let me bother you. It's he, just, uh, it's, He was like, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah. It's embarrassing. And I was like, what did he lose? Like, his dick tip in the dirt? Like, what is embarrassing? <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I don't want to know what this man is looking for if it's embarrassing. So I said, um, oh, well, if it helps, like, nobody's been over there. So if you lost something, like, it's, if you think you lost something there, like, it's most likely still there because no one came over there. He was like, yeah, I'm just looking for, like, guitar picks. And we're like, oh, okay, cool. Like, is this guy, like, I don't know. I feel like the guitar pick thing was a ploy to get pussy. I think so, too. I think he was pretty drunk. Too. And when I told my dad this story, my dad said for sure. Like, he thought that a lot of this was to get laid, is mm-hmm. what my dad said. Okay. Which, isn't that what all men are doing yeah. out here? So he's like, I'm actually waiting on my friend. His friend never came. <clears throat> did you? Did his friend ever come? Well, he did mention it that, like, after he had gotten up, um, when y'all all went to the bar to get a second drink, he had gone shortly after, and then he, remember, he came back. Um, cause you had come back and you were like, oh, do you want to go? And I was like, well, let's wait till he comes back so he can see me stand up. Like, see the fact that I'm tall, you know? Uh-huh. And, um, he was like, oh, well, it's late now and I guess my friend's not coming. Like, somewhere in between then. Okay. But anyway, him and Macy sat there for a while and just shot the shit. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, he, we were talking about, um nothing that has to do with magic we were talking about being tall and we were talking about covid and we were talking about His surgery injury okay well he fell down the stairs also he didn't get into a car accident he kept referencing <laughs> what <laughs> he kept referencing it as when i got into the accident and i was like oh god like what happened he goes it's pretty embarrassing. I fell down a couple of flights of stairs. A couple of flights of stairs? Yeah. Apparently, him and his roommates were high on shrooms in, in college or something, and they were running down the, like, the stairwell, and he tripped and he fell like down a couple of flights of stairs. And he was in the hospital for two weeks. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> That's taking tripping to a new extent. <laughs> Um, I was tripping on shrooms. <laughs> oh, damn. Really? No, like, really. <laughs> like, like actually fucking I fell tripping. down four flights of stairs. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it was so... <laughs> and I, when he said that, because, like, we had been talking about this for a while, like, talking about, like... Because I was talking to him about, like, how I had jumped out of the car, and he thought it was, like, crazy, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, well, like, and he was like, well... I mean, shit like that's happened to me before. And I was like, oh, yeah. He said, I got into this accident. And then we kept talking about it. He was like, yeah, when I got into the accident. He was like, yeah, when I got into the accident. I was like, what happened? Like, did you get in a car accident? He said, no. I was tripping on shrooms. Fell down a couple flights of stairs. And I was like, okay. Thanks for, and thank you for sharing that. <laughs> yeah. So he also keeps mentioning how he's a musician. Mm-hmm. Musician. And he was on tour and all of this. And he's like talking about tour and we were in Boston and we were all this shit. Mm -hmm. And so then 
he awkwardly <coughs> gives Macy his number through, like, via his business card. And we look at the business card, and Macy's like, oh, this is a good business card. Macy and her marketing shit is like, this is a good business card. He's like, yeah, I stole it from a tattoo artist because his logo looks like a, like a magician's logo. And we were like, magician? Yeah, and then he goes, Because well, not once did he mention before that he was a magician, and right? I just had assumed that I had heard him wrong the whole time. Right. And so I was like, oh. You're a magician. He's yeah. like, yeah, I do magic. And I said, oh, ha, ha. Like, we thought you were saying musician. I guess because of the guitar picks, we mm-hmm. thought you were a musician. He said, I am a musician, but, magic like, pays magic the pays the bills. Yeah. And, sir, does it really? Um, it was pretty good. It was, <laughs> but, like, uh, not that. I mean, whatever. I mean, if it does, it does. <laughs> I'm not here to knock the man. It, he did do a trick for us, and it was very good. It was good. He was also drunk. Very drunk. So he did that drunk. I can only imagine how good it would be sober. Yeah. But basically, long story short, we won't, like, go too deep into the trick, but he, like, took Macy's um, ring, and he somehow got it onto his key ring. Yeah. And then put the ring in my hands and, like, shook my hands. And then somehow it ended up in a sealed envelope in his wallet. Yeah. I mean, that was good. It was pretty cool. It was good. And our friend, so Sunny was, like, drunk at the time. (laughs) And all of a sudden, she just starts, like, gasping. And she goes, I'm not even good at being alive. How are you that good at magic? And she just keeps going, I love magic. Yeah. Yeah. And then she looks at her and she's adorable. can you please do it again? Can you please? I'm like, Sonny, this is his job. Like, people pay him for this. Like, he's shown us enough. Like, it's okay. She's like, but please, please do it again. It was was really good. It was fun. He's really good. Yeah. So that was that. Um, Macy and him texted for a brief minute. (sighs) No. And then, like Houdini. Yeah. He's going. Well, he did this weird thing. Because we we closed down the bar. Like, it was like 2 a.m. We get up to leave. We were sitting outside, so we had to walk through the bar up to the front, and he followed us. And, like, we were saying bye to everybody, and so I hugged him. I was like, bye, super nice meeting you. He was like, please text me. I was like, okay, cool. And I go to walk to my car, and he keeps following us. Mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, did you drive here? And he's like, no, nah, I'm going to get an Uber. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I go to Sabrina. I was like, should I offer to take him home? And she goes, uh-uh, no, car, now. <laughs> it was just... It was weird. I think he definitely expected something after talking to me for, like, two and a half hours, but, oh, well. He didn't get that. Because, also, he was making these, like, weird, like, hints, like, dropping weird hints that he was into, like, large women. Like, as he was talking to me, he would be like, um, because I was talking about the fact that he was 6'5", and he was like, yeah, well... I feel like it's just, like, a double standard because when they make men's, like, big and tall clothes, it's, like, they make them for linebacker body types, where I'm, like, a lanky tall, but he was, like, for women, they make plus-size clothing for, like, rail-thin tall women, and I was, like, I don't really think so. Yeah, and he was, like, but women, like, he was, like, at least, like, I know this from experience from ex-girlfriends, he said, he said, tall women have beautiful big hips. Like, things he would say like that. Or he'd be like, um, thighs, like, are perfect. Like, on beautiful, big, tall women. And I'd be like, 
okay, like, I get it. You don't have to tell me that you're attracted to me anymore. Like, thank you. You know, it was just kind of weird. Thanks for the validation. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Yeah, that's a turn off for me. Yeah. When guys, like, go on and on about how much they like big women, like, mm-hmm. Show me when we fuck that you like big women. Like, I don't need to hear about it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but whatever. So that was, that was interesting. Um. Definitely something I won't forget. It was fun. Yeah. I would, I would expect nothing less out of that bar. I'm glad it's the experience we It had. was good people watching. I'll yeah. say that. I also got hit on. <laughs> But this guy was like five five and literally looked, looked like, like he just said met. Yeah. Like he looked like he crawled out of the pinball machine. Oh my god. It was giving very much leprechaun vibes. And I I do I will say shout out to his friends because they they were good men for what they did. Because this guy hit on me. He asked me for my Instagram. I said I don't have an Instagram. And he was like, Oh come on, I know you do and I was like, No, I got rid of all my social media like at the beginning of the year. And then he was like, well, can I get your number then? And I just kind of, like, laughed and, like, kept walking. And his friends were like, she already said no, bro. Like, she said no. And he was like, oh, she's just so beautiful. And they were like, okay, but she said no. So I appreciate that. That was weird. Yeah, it was weird. Also, um, Sonny's friend that we mentioned that showed up, he showed up a little bit later. And when he walked into the bar, he accidentally, like, bumped that guy. And that guy spilled his drink all over himself. That was the same guy that hit on me later. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was funny. Weird. Um, but yeah, we went back to that bar the other day, and then we came home and we watched the second episode of Euphoria, which was interesting. Interesting. The second episode of Euphoria did not do it for me. Um, it wasn't very memorable at all. It so, was. Preface, real quick. Is it preface or preface? It's a preface. Okay. To preface this, we're going to be talking about Euphoria, The Bachelor, and Cheer yeah. for the next little bit. So if you're not interested in those shows or you don't want spoilers, skip through a little bit. And then also, um, Cheer has some mature subject matter yeah, about SA. So yeah. if you're not down for that skip forward a little bit we'll put a timestamp in the description so you know where to skip forward to okay um no but I felt like the second episode of euphoria was just a plot like plot moving device like literally all it was was building up the tension between Fezco Cal and Nate and then also Cassie and Maddie because there there was no other purpose for it now I will say the thing that made me the most irritated about the second episode was the way that, like, um, Nate so casually addressed Jules to Cal after we saw him have that mental fucking breakdown in season one. Like, who had the mental breakdown, Nate? Yeah, when he screams and is, like, banging his head into the floor. Yeah, because because he can't believe that his, like, the peak of his, like, masculinity is fucking men. I don't know, but... Also, can we address, so Nate was jacking off to videos of his dad having sex? No, I don't think that was ever the I case. That. I think that. But, like, I don't think that that is, um, I don't want to say conventional. I don't want to say that they're not conventionally attractive anymore. 
I don't think that's the desire of a lot of people anymore. Hands down, Teddy is the most beautiful woman on the entire show. She is. Yeah. But also, in that in that same token, Nate was the most beautiful man on that season. By far. And he's very conventionally <clears throat> attractive. He's tall, dark, and handsome, conventionally attractive. Yeah. And why would they choose any other person besides Nate? From day one, you can look into the crowd of the contestants and you can see that's the best pick. And this crowd of people, Teddy is the best pick. Yeah. And so I say all this because I think every single season they go with the best pick because they wouldn't have that option. That that person would not be in their dating pool mm-hmm. ordinarily. And quite frankly, these people are out of their leagues. Mm-hmm. Because all of the people that they cast as the Bachelor or the Bachelorette have to be likable, conventional, and relatable. So do you think anywhere in, in Clayton's realm he would meet a woman that looks like Teddy? I think that they... I think you're right. But I think somewhere they might be... I don't know. I totally get what you're saying, and I also think that it's very, like, it's pr- it's a proven formula, right? We've seen it time and time again. The, the person who is the most attractive or the person who looks the best usually gets pretty far or wins the whole show, right? But I think that the interesting thing about The Bachelor is not that these people are being picked for, like, their chemistry or whatever, but people are, those people are human, you know? Like, Clayton, he's just a foot, like an ex-football player from a small town in where, like Missouri or something? I don't know. Like, and this beautiful, light-skinned, curly-haired, like, goddess. Goddess. It's like, I want to marry you, I'm ready to marry you, also I'm a virgin, you know? Like, hell, like, yes, please sign me up every time. Right, and so that's, that's where I'm going with this. But, like, that's not your person. Or maybe it is. I don't know. But the the thing is, is every single season, they go with the obvious best pick. But that's not your person. It's just not your, that's just likely not your person. So, like, if I were looking at the dating pool and Nate from Michelle's season were in my dating pool, I would say, give me that one. I'll make it work. (laughs) Yeah. But that's not my person. Yeah. Like, I've watched this man through an entire season and I can just tell Red flag after red flag after red flag, that's not my person. Uh Doesn't mean that he's not fine as hell. It doesn't mean that, like, I couldn't get along with him for 15 minutes. But am I supposed to marry that man? No. And so that's that's where I was going, is that they always choose the best pick based off of personality and looks. But are you even compatible with that person? Because you said, well, it's a formula that's proven to work. It actually doesn't. Mm -hmm. Because, um... Peter did that with Hannah Ann Mm -hmm. and Maddie. That didn't work. Obviously, those two girls from the beginning were... Maddie is, like, one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, why wouldn't you choose her? Well, because y'all aren't compatible. Mm -hmm. Claire and Dale. Dale was obviously the finest man on that show. Mm -hmm. How'd that work out? Tasha and Zach, that was kind of an anomaly. (laughs) I don't really know what happened there. And then... But I will say this. I'm not a huge Tasha fan, but she's been in the Bachelor franchise for long enough that I wouldn't be surprised if she skewed it a little bit. 
and chose the guy that wasn't the front runner of the season because she knew that it would make her look better. Well, I mean, I'm just saying, look at the look at the pattern. It's yeah. happened like this every single season. And the only season it didn't happen on was on Tasha's, who's also the co-host of a podcast, hosted the show, and has been on three seasons of The Bachelor. Yeah. I don't like accents. They don't do it. They irritate me. Jacob and Lori <laughs> could literally, oh my God, I know he's awful in the show, but that man is fun. Have you ever seen him stand next to literally anybody? He's like so tall. He's not hot to me. Okay. I'm sorry. He doesn't he doesn't do it for me. And I, I mean that like I and we've had this conversation where I can look at him and I can I can understand that he's an attractive white male. Like I get it. Like I, I see him and I'm like, okay, I understand that he's supposed to be hot. He's just not hot to me. That's fine. But no, I mean it's it's all subjective or whatever. I but yeah. I actually think he's supposed to be objectively attractive. Um also talking about objectively attractive, I want to talk about The Bachelor. Okay. So we've gotten through the first two episodes of The Bachelor. <laughs> they did a bye week for a stupid fucking football game, which if I can go on a small rant about that, <laughs> can you imagine if we canceled a batch uh, a, a football game for The Bachelor? And we were like, oh, sorry, no football game tonight. The Bachelor's on. And I've heard men, mass men, talk about, well, it's whatever gets more views. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. But, like, what if, like, the, the Emmys, or what if the football game was canceled because of the anyway, Emmys? Or objectively attractive is a common theme in The Bachelor. And I was thinking about this season of The Bachelor and clearly our front runner is Teddy. As she should be. Yeah, she's my favorite. But I, I honestly I'm gonna say something problematic that I've been thinking about since you brought up this topic a while ago. Okay. I don't think she's conventionally attractive. What? Mm-hmm. I think she like I think her lips are shaped really beautifully and like differently. I think that her the fact that she has natural hair is absolutely beautiful and like different than literally any other woman on that show and this whole season. I think and and maybe I don't know. I just think she stands out for the fact that she literally looks like you could place her in a forest and she'd like belong there. Like very pixie, very wonderlust like type beauty. When you look at the rest of the the cast for the show, the rest of the contestants or whatever, they're all stick thin white women with blonde hair. Right. And I think that used to be what was conventionally attractive. Well, I think that's what The Bachelor is trying to push with what they cast. Uh, and after yeah. that was Matt season or yeah, Matt, yeah. Matt season with I have no idea. I don't think anybody won that season. He's still with her. Yeah, but I don't he didn't pick her. They literally told him he could Rachel. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's weird. But he liked her the yeah. entire time. And she I, was she was she was very beautiful. Right. Um so I don't know. I just think that that's interesting in my opinion. That like yeah, if you were to put, if you were to say, hey, like, Drake wants to marry you right now, I would say absolutely. But that's probably not my soulmate. <laughs> you know what I'm, just like, I don't, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't know, let me know your thoughts on that. Do y'all think that that's true? 
I, I need to talk about something else while we're on the topic of The Bachelor. What? That lady who is fucking nuts. What's her name? Which one? Cassidy or Shanene? <laughs> Both of them! Shanene. Why that woman stood up and did the Nene? It was bad. Savannah and I watched it in bed while eating voodoo donuts and I think I've never cringed as hard as I did when she got up in front of the rest of the girls and whipped in Nene. It was awful. It was If you can't Nene, which you probably can't, don't Nene. Literally. And then <laughs> and then also let's talk about Cassidy and how batshit fucking nuts she is. But not even Okay, she's cuckoo. I'm not here to decorate a kid's birthday party. Bitch, yes, you are. No, but me and you had that conversation when we watched it. I said, she didn't lie. <laughs> like, yeah, you don't have to, you don't have to decorate a kid's birthday party. Uh, I'm here to challenge. find love. I'm not here. Don't care. Oh, my God. I don't know. She didn't lie on that one. Is she extremely unlikable? Yeah. But she, she was on the right on the right thing. She was like, I don't like kids. Okay. Talk your shit, twin. Like, you don't <laughs> like kids. Okay. I mean, she's, the trash is going to take itself out on that one. And she has something to say on TikTok, too. Oh, I want to talk about that. I want to talk about, um, Cassidy having a sneaky link. Mm-hmm. And all of that. Should Clayton have been able to send her home because she had a friend with benefits before she came on the show? I mean, and that's what he believes. I don't know. But her point was in her TikTok, I had a friend with benefits, so I'm not ready to get married. But the girl who was engaged two seconds before she got here, you gave her a rose. Fair. I see both sides. Yeah, my thing is, well, he's just not that into you. Mm-hmm. I think that he can send you home for whatever reason he wants to and you're not entitled to be there. I see yeah. why it would be frustrating. I see where it's like, oh, I didn't even know you yet. How can you blame me? But I also see the fact that this man is, you know, supposedly trying to find someone. But also, why is she running around telling these women who are trying to marry, all trying to marry the same guy, hey, I got dicked down before I came on this show? True. Like, what what was your thought process on that? If anything, he sent you home because you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, I think that's interesting. I also have a theory that Clayton's not as nice as he um, portrays himself to be. And we've seen TikToks about him, too. Railing some man's girlfriend. In the living room. Bent her over the couch. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... That's that's that girl's fault for (laughs) cheating on her man. But I don't know. I have this theory that I'm just kind of going to sit on it because, like I said in the first episode... Um, we were excited for Clayton's season. There's no reason for me to believe I don't like him. I'm just starting to think that he might be awkward or off-putting or something personally. God, do his teeth bother anybody else? I haven't seen his teeth. His teeth, it was like vampire teeth. I don't know. It's crazy. But, um, in the first episode, that first girl who was deranged in her failed engagement went home. And then, which I'm sure she's going to come back later. You think so? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and then another girl went home because she just didn't like him. She said that... Oh, she, she went thought, around telling everybody she hated him. No, I'm talking about a different woman. Oh. This one said that she just didn't like him, and she felt that it would be unfair to, like, get to know him and stuff. 
because she's taking away time from other people, which good for her. She was there for the right reasons and she went home and, but she just said she didn't like him that much, which I had never seen before. And then there was another girl running around saying that she hated him, which I've also never seen before. Yeah. And but then last show we're going to talk about is Cheer. I've watched the first and part of the second season. I'm on episode seven. Macy has watched the first season. Yeah, and I've read some spoilers with the second. Okay, well, I don't want any spoilers. All right. I don't really know. I was I was thinking about that. I was like, well, I don't want to ruin anything for Macy, but there's not there's not a lot to, like, spoil. You kind of just watch them practice, and then they go to Daytona. However, they do, they do address the Jerry drama. Yeah. Well, I don't even want to call it drama. Jerry's crimes that he committed, yeah. allegedly, because he hasn't gone to trial yet, but what he's facing, his charges that he's facing. That's honestly what I was really interested in. Well. Because Monica's reaction was, was, I wanted to know what it was. Well, I want to talk about that some. Um, but yeah, as far as like the second season, they they have um, Navarro, and then they introduce another school called Trinity Valley. Yeah. And I want to know from the audience, are y'all are y'all fans of Navarro or Trinity Valley? So everyone that I've talked to that's watched the second season have been like, I was secretly hoping for Trinity to win, hoping for yeah, Trinity to no, win. Yeah, no, me too. Oh, okay. Um, because Navarro falls apart. Really? Basically, and like, I don't, again, it's not spoilers, because if you wanted to know, and you, I mean, um, what's-her-face was on Dancing with the Stars. Monica, yeah. Monica was on Dancing with the Stars. So obviously for a whole semester, she was gone. And then Ladarius like like flipped on her mm-hmm. and like hate like hates her or hated her. I don't know how it ends, but he was like mad that she abandoned the team and all that. Which I kind of get that because yeah, you're a coach of a team and they just got famous and it's really important that they look good and like continue on their path to like win Daytona and stuff. And right when they're in the spotlight, you leave you're there. Yeah. And I get that you want to go and be on Dancing with the Stars, but I wonder how she would feel if all of her top, like, performers, her top athletes left to go take up opportunities and just ditch the whole team. The yeah. team would fall apart, and then all of this, like, this legacy that you've built and this spotlight that's on you, there's nothing there. Yeah. Because they all left, and so she did that to them. So I get, I get um, why they would be upset about that. Especially recruiting, too. Like, a lot of people they've worked their entire lives to play to do cheer in college and now they go to navarro and the coach that they came for is not there anymore yeah and they could have gone to like trinity valley or something when it's most crucial for you to be there so i don't know i like um i like trinity valley's team they didn't talk about trinity valley at all in the first season and trinity valley like comes in second in Daytona, like, just by this much every single year. So they're, like, neck and neck with um, with them. And there's a girl on Trinity Valley. Her last name is Rice. I forget her first name all the time. She's good. The Tumblr? Yeah. yeah. Her and her brother both go to school there, and they are amazing. Oh, cool. She's really good. They're from Atlanta, and she's she's great. They call her, like, the Smobile Cheer. Yeah. Yeah. You don't even need to watch the second season. I w- I've read so much about it. 
But I know that um, episode six of Cheers, where they talk about Jerry. And I first want to say my heart goes out to the victims of Jerry. My heart also goes out to those around Jerry. To Gabby, to Monica, to Jerry's family. Um, Because, so Gabby Butler in the show was like, people want me to hate him and they want me to stop talking to him and I'm sorry, I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. She's like, my heart hurts. I'm like, I'm sad. But like, I can't leave him. Yeah. He's going through a really dark time and I can't leave him. And people are saying that she's like a rape apologist and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, there's a complete, there's a huge difference between I'm struggling with like what heinous thing this person did and I support this person. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine if, like, you did something and I just had to, like, turn my back on you. Yeah. Like, that would hurt. Yeah. I would be like, I really wish that you wouldn't have done that because yeah. I love you. And I think that you would just struggle with, like, this person that I know and this act that this person did. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of complications to all of those emotions that tie into the idea of, someone that you love doing something that you never thought they were capable of doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that until you go through that situation, you cannot judge someone who is going through it. <laughs> right. Uh, matching with Macy. Oh, Lord, guys. Um, so, we had Stingray, Socks, and someone. Tyson. Okay. Tyson. <laughs> Tyson was my pick. Uh, so shortly after, uh, we filmed that episode, he asked to FaceTime me. Besties, it was awful. It was awful. Savannah was there. She can attest. It was bad. I think I got a text from you, like, halfway through the phone call. Yeah, I said, get me off here. Get me off of this. Yeah, get me off of this. So she immediately just screams, Macy, I need you! And I'm like, oh, what's going on? And she's like, I need you right now, hurry! I was like, oh, my roommate's calling me, bye. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I hung up the phone. It was, it was interesting. He was ugly, right? Did you mention that? He was, he looked nothing like his pictures. Nothing. I failed on that one. And then, Stingray never replied to my message. We matched, never replied to my message. Okay. Um, Socks and I talked for a good minute. Oh, and the conversation was cute. It was so cute. And then he left me hanging for a second, messaged me a couple days later and was like, Hey, sorry, like, I've been busy. Can I get your number? Did he ask you out on a date? Yeah, he wanted to go to... Yes, it was bullshit, though. I never gave him my number. We ended up not matching. I do that a lot where, like, I'll be interested in someone for a couple days. We'll have a good conversation. And then I'll just be over the fact that, like, I have to reply every now and then. And then I won't reply. So So, let us know how you feel about matching with Macy. If y'all want us to continue to do that segment. If you're not that into it, let us know. It It's, I feel like it's fun, but also, like, I'm so bad at, like, replying to people and, yeah. like, um, like, what do you call, it? like, festering relationships with people that I don't know that it's just, it's kind of pathetic. And I'll, and I'll say this, like, about, about that part of my life. 
I I, th I don't think that I'm fully ready to start doing that yet. Mm -hmm. And I re and I recognize that I'm I don't think I realized how incredibly heartbroken I still was over the what I had lost and like the past relationship that I was in and how much there was to resolve from the aftermath of all of that. Mm -hmm. And I want to be really open about that because I'm sure that like there are people that listen to this podcast or like just like that know someone that's going through something like that because I know that Savannah and I met at like times we were both going through something that was you know similar and I think that just because it's been a while it's it doesn't mean that we're you know I can't speak for you but I'm still not going through that it just means I'm better at hiding it until something happens and like recently like I found out new information about it and and it was really hard for me to digest just the fact that, like, oh, maybe this chapter of my life is really over. Mm. Because sometimes I think that um, I do, well, Savannah tells me this all the time, I do this thing where I will romanticize the truth or, like, fantasize, like, what could never really be reality. So, like, for example, like, my ex cheated on me after six years, but in my brain, like, we would go away from each other become better people and always end up back together well I found out there's someone new in the picture now and that ruins that fantasy or like that romanticization of that fantasy so now it's like all crashing down onto this big like scoop of reality to where it's like get with the program this podcast um but yeah that's kind of where I'm at um if you've gone through a breakup after a long time like email purpleshampoopod at gmail.com Love to read some of your stories, anecdotes. Um, tell me how you got through it. Like, live with this person. All like, adopt the animals, animals with this person. Did everything with this person, and suddenly you're learning to live life without the possibility of ever gaining that back. That's hard, and I'd love to hear you know if any of you have done that before. So, last two things I want to talk about. I have a new obsession on TikTok. I have two new obsessions on TikTok. Okay. First is this matchmaking lady that I came across. Okay. I'm calling her that briefly because I forgot what her name was. <laughs> I think it's matchmaking with Maria. Real matchmaker Maria. And I want, I'm going to send you one of her videos and I want you to watch it. But basically this lady's a matchmaker and you can send in your um, dating profiles and she'll tell you like what you need to do. Like she critiques your dating profile. Lord knows I need it. I'm Critique Your Online Dating Profile, episode 161. Quick reminder, people request these profile critiques, and if you would like to receive one, visit the link in my bio. This is Brianna. She's interested in meeting men in both New York City and North Jersey. I say this respectfully, but I don't like most of the photos in this profile. Something just always feels off. So in this particular photo, I feel like there's a filter, and we really want to stay away from filtered photos online. Plus, I don't know, I love the color of the shirt, but I don't want your first photo to be a selfie in someone's living room. Go outside, and if it's too cold, go next to a window. Get that natural light on your face. A lot of people really want to do this, so this is great, but maybe you can also put down like three or four countries you hope to visit, uh, give people some ideas. I would also not make this your first prompt. I would really like your first prompt to be a little bit more about you values, hobbies, interests. Let's talk about you. Yeah, I'd remove this photo. This belongs on Instagram stories, not on your online dating profile. <laughs> I promise I'm not trying to roast her. I just feel like 
this photo, it's not doing her justice. Ponytail, sunglasses, turtleneck sweater. Again, another prompt where you're writing something that most people want to do, right? Like, you know, there's nothing really unique so far. This is a very boring and non-unique answer because almost everyone is looking for someone to try out new restaurants. Instead, use this prompt to answer something a little bit more literally. I'm looking for a relationship with someone who is family-oriented, enjoys doing the crossword puzzles, gets excited about new episodes of My Favorite Murder, and craft beer. As a for instance, I don't like this photo. Oh, this. wow! This is a, a pretty good controversial opinion, so you can keep this. Your friend is really cute here. This photo does you a disservice on your online dating profile. <laughs> Remove it. This is the only photo I like, and you can make this the second to last photo. But this is the only photo I like. I feel like I can totally understand your energy here. Keep this one. Since you live in North Jersey, if you're interested, my company does offer profile makeovers. And that includes a photo shoot. So let me know if you want some help. I could take your online dating profile. Oh, wow. I need your thoughts. Oh, wow. That. Wow, I would never send her my profile. It's it's terrifying. It's terrifying. But also, I want her to have my profile. You should send yours in, absolutely. I just want to see what she would do with it. So, I binge-watched all of her TikToks. Okay. And I think that I think that it's really interesting. Um, I used to watch this show, uh, Millionaire Matchmaker. Uh-huh. I love that show. Okay. She was great. Uh -huh. She was everything I wanted to be. Uh-huh. But it's this, like, I don't know. It, it's interesting, these rules to dating. And... Um, I remember she had, what was her name? Stacy. Mm -hmm. She had like this three drink maximum and like all this, like these, um, these dating rules. And it's like, right. how much? Anyway. Um, yeah. How serious should we take dating apps? Should we make it look like a LinkedIn? I don't know. I think it just depends on what you're expecting to get out of using a dating app. That's true. I not but want I also, to. I would not feel comfortable putting all of that on a dating app because I feel like that's a very quick way to get manipulated and love bombed and taken advantage of. Yeah. But I can just see the wrong person with the wrong intentions having all that information so soon and running with it. Yeah. Which brings us to West Elm Caleb. I don't know what that is. Have you been looking forward to that at all? Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so I haven't gone down the rabbit hole that is West Elm Caleb. But from what I understand, West Elm Caleb is a guy who was on Tinder or Bumble or something in New York. And a whole bunch of girls have swiped on West Elm Caleb and he's love bombed them and like gone on a date with them and then stood them up or talked to them for a long time and never dated them. And just all these girls have these stories about West Elm Caleb. And so one girl, I guess made a TikTok where she talked about her experience with Caleb and then someone commented and said, is this West Elm Caleb? So he gets his name from his profile where he says that he's a furniture designer for West Elm. Okay. So West Elm Caleb. Uh -huh. I wonder if they're somewhere in the cloud, like 
pictures of your face every time you do face ID. <laughs> My FBI agent is like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> okay. West Elm Caleb. Is West Elm going to speak out about this? <laughs> Leave it up to the TikTok gods now. And if this video shows up on your For You page and you happen to be dating a West Elm Caleb, consider yourself warned. The way that I rushed to make this video, I also have a story about West Elm Caleb. Ooh, okay. Um, so around Halloween, we matched on Hinge, and he was, like, love bombing to a T, messaging, messaging, messaging. And I was like, look, like, my friends and I are going out for Halloween. Like, why don't you meet us so we can meet? And he was like, no, I want to meet in a wholesome way. I, that was the text I got, and I was like, okay. And so he was like, let's get coffee, like, the next day or whatever. And I was like, all right. Um, long story short, I'm waiting online at a bar and he sends me a full mirror selfie um with his face and his everything in it with his penis out and uh i was like one that's very risky two what the fuck um and then the next day proceeds to ghost me and i was like what the fuck and then um, i deleted it i'm not that type of person to hold on to news like that and then the next month messages me again and goes sorry like i was just afraid that you were going to use me for my body i was like huh <laughs> i thought we were getting coffee <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were getting and coffee. so he's texting me about like you know girls see it and see that it's big and don't want anything else and it get used for my body and i was like like i don't even know what to say to that i was like okay like sis i know how it feels like welcome to being a woman and um then he asked me on Snapchat, and I don't know why the fuck I was even entertaining giving him another chance. We were like, okay, maybe we'll get lunch or something. And I was like, maybe I'll give you a second to explain your the audacity of yourself. And then he asked me on Snapchat, and I add it. And then it's another photo of his penis. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I texted him. I was like, are you absolutely out of your mind? Um, and then uh, he goes to me again. So that's my West Elm Caleb story. He lives on the Upper East Side. Um, you have been. <gasps> what a queen i don't keep nudes of people but i will keep a screenshot okay i was she said i was too busy getting left hanging on multiple occasions and then he said well for starters i was nervous lmao she said why from the look of your photo that i've deleted you did not seem nervous lol <laughs> he said listen i immediately regretted sending that not because i wasn't into you but because it made it seem like it was that kind of guy which is something i'm not good at pulling off lol i have to say something i could see men in houston being like Savvy ah! <laughs> <laughs> because oh, I'm West Elm Caleb. For any man I think over 6'2 with a good beard and Houston motherfucking Texas. <laughs> I'm West Elm Caleb. Great. Oh, here's his profile. Oh. Designer at West Elm. He's not cute. Who is West End Caleb and why is he ghosting every girl in New York City? Well, let's get into it. So the hashtag West End Caleb is literally going viral on TikTok right now. And it's because this one man is love bombing every girl and then literally ghosting them. So allegedly, West End Caleb is this guy right here. Some girl posted. I hate the way she says Elm. Uh-huh. Um, what did she say? How is she West M. West, West M. M. Not 100% sure if this is him. 
but it seems legit. But they call him West End Caleb because obviously his name is Caleb. And he's a designer at West Elm. And he's on all these dating apps. So she can say it properly. I think she thought it was West End until she read it. Oh, well, then we do the whole TikTok. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and he's messaging girls, love bombing them, sending them amazing Spotify playlists, and then either ghost them immediately before the date <laughs> or after a few dates. And he's done this to hundreds of girls, it seems like. One girl posted it on TikTok, and then another girl was like, wait, that happened to me. And then another girl was like, that happened to me. I mean, you guys, look at all of these videos. It's insane. All about Wes and Caleb. But anyways, what side are you on? Do you love Wes and Caleb? Or did he ghost you? Barstool has some merch. Link in bio, go check it out. But that's... God, Barstool's fast. <laughs> God, they're fucking fast. Can they use his likeness like that? I don't know. Jesus. I don't listen to Taylor Swift. I don't absorb any of her media. I have no idea what happened between her and Jake Gyllenhaal. But if we ever see that cheating motherfucker. <laughs> I don't listen to Taylor Swift. I don't absorb... Okay, I'm probably going to get canceled for saying this, but the West Elm Caleb discourse on this app has been horrifying to watch. For people who don't know, West Elm Caleb is this guy who kind of has a reputation of being a notorious fuckboy and um, dating multiple women um, through New York City dating apps. Now, women have come forward sort of all sharing these horrible experiences with this one man, and there's this mass campaign <laughs> with millions of views to essentially like kind of ruin him, his, his life and, and make mm. him, I guess, never be able to date again. And I don't think this is what a lot of the women who initially came forward intended. I mean, they seem to kind of like want to be speaking about their experiences and these really harmful things that happened to them. I mean, in some cases, it sounds like he sent nudes unconsensually. I mean, that kind of stuff is not okay. But the secondary discourse and the way this is immediately kind of commoditized into drama content is um, what I've found to be extremely concerning. The first thing is a lot of what's being said about this man is borderline defamatory. I'm shocked. Maybe it's just the journalist in me again that so many of you guys are comfortable saying what you say on this app because it is wild. Also, people on here will believe anything. I mean, it's anyone can say anything on this app and the hordes of commenters will just believe it and jump on it and act on it. If some TikToker you follow told you to jump off the cliff, I know every 99% of people on this app would jump off the cliff. All of that to say that I've seen comments, you know, trying to get him fired. I've seen people kind of like wanting to put on him on some kind of registry. Um, I mean, I took a ton of screenshots earlier, but it's it's kind of, it's horrifying just the, the vitriol that this man is getting. So much of the stuff that he's accused of, like love bombing and, and just these personal interactions that people have are very subjective. And it doesn't seem like he has any kind of like institutional power over anyone or anything. He's not like some big time CEO where calling him out in this public and urgent way is necessary. And while sending unconsensual dick pics is bad, I don't think it warrants a mass cancellation event. There's this thing people do online a lot where they kind of want to feel like they have a moral justification for hating someone. Like, you can't just hate someone or say, oh, you know, they really hurt me. Or, wow, that person was a shitty person. It has to be, like, I'm morally correct for hating this person. And again, that's not to defend Caleb, right? He might be a horrible piece of shit. But it's this weird, like, pathologizing of him, diagnosing him with personality disorders for, like, by people that don't even know him. 
it all just feels very off to me. And the drama content being created around it is, is sort of just like fueling the fire. So yeah, just my perspective from the outside, I, I just wish people would kind of cool down a bit. Okay, I'm probably... That was the longest TikTok I've ever seen. That's a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. First of all, my biggest thing on that is she used the word subjective, which all of this is subjective. So if women are coming out and they're sharing their stories and they're showing screenshots. Now, do I think that he should get fired from his job? Maybe. Maybe. You shouldn't be putting your job in your in your bio yeah. on, on a dating app. And then sending unsolicited dick pics, ghosting people, starting beef with people. Yeah. Playing with people's feelings, manipulating them, because that doesn't represent the company that you work for well. I don't know. I feel like... A- this kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier, like, is our dating apps extensions of social media? Because anything that you put on a dating app is public information. Right. And so you should be able to share your experience with someone on social media, just like you should be able to share your experience with someone on a dating app. But let us know your thoughts. We touched on a lot of topics today. So let us know your thoughts. Always feel free to email us on purpleshampoopod at gmail.com. We'd prefer that probably more than a comment. Leave a comment, but also tell us your thoughts through um, an email. Tell us about your day. Tell us a joke. Tell us about how Tommy at the gas station hit on you while you were pumping $20 left on your credit card into your gas tank. Yeah, and then um, we will see y'all next Sunday with another episode of Purple Shampoo.